Welcome everyone to another episode of the Roman Show for the week of October 25. We're just days away from Halloween and about two months and change from 2020 concluding. But we continue with a great show here. This week we welcome the boys of Avat. Who's Avat? Well, it's a metal Progressive rock, actually, I would say. A band out of right here, South Florida, Miami, the 305. We talked to Avat uh, and a whole lot more. Coming up right next, right here on The Roman Show. Step down to the get down. All right, whenever you're ready. You're ready. Five seconds to the open. Aquarius, watch that little gimbal. We don't want you coming off in space. Booster, go. Retro, go. Lido, go fly. Guidance, Surgeon, go fly. Come. The Roman Show with your host, Rodolfo Roman. Thanks so much, everyone. Rudolph Roman here, your host. Thanks again for tuning in and uh, giving us our, your love and support. Make sure you follow us on the socials. That's at The Roman Show on Twitter. Roman Show Media, both on Facebook and Instagram. And we are always live on our website, theromanshow.com. But you can go and visit our YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash rroman one to hear our interview right there. Was and I'm your host Rudolph Roman, uh, award-winning ring announcer or cage announcer here in Florida, and uh, real glad to come to you once again wherever you are streaming our podcast, whether it be on Spotify, iHeartRadio, uh, where are so we on? I've lost count so much. Um, iTunes, <clears throat> Blog Talk Radio, or right here on our website, theromanshow.com. Either way. Listen, let's get some stuff out of the way. We love to give special thanks to our good friends at Fusion CBD. I talk about this all the time. I'm a person who exercises pretty much almost almost every day. And uh, recovery has been a, uh, a challenge. But you need to get yourself some CBD products, a Fusion CBD products. I'll tell you why, but you need to visit FusionCBDProducts.com. They deliver wherever you live. Uh, luckily... I'm here in Florida, they're in Florida, but you can ship, they ship your orders, FusionCBDProducts.com, it's America's athlete's number one choice for premium CBD, third party tested, 100% USA hemp CBD, that's FusionCBDProducts.com, I've been using this stuff now for a little bit more than a month, and my recovery has been excellent. I don't feel a much of the soreness when I exercise, when I run. Uh, the the, the tension in, in my muscles have gone down, and I feel excellent. I, I'm taking the uh, sleep and recovery pills uh, and also some of the uh, liquid. By God, I feel, man, I feel freaking great. I'm, I'm not even lying to you. Uh, and the fact that I haven't uh, been doing a little bit of a Sober October helps out a lot, but my muscles just feel great. I feel stronger. I look stronger. I know I'm getting stronger, and it's all thanks to Fusion CBD products. So head on over right now. FusionCBDproducts.com is the website. Special thanks, too, to our good friends at Manscaped. Oh, yeah. You heard us talk about the lawnmower. Visit Manscaped.com and purchase your lawnmower 
right now. And while you're at it, if you freshen up down there, you shave your balls, you got to have them smelling real good. Get yourself a bottle of Ball Wash. Head on over to BallWash.com and purchase your products right now. Now, you talk about training. Oh, training. With the pandemic going on right now, there are so many ways that you can exercise. Many people are trading the actual gym for their indoor gym or their or their outdoor gym or, you know, they're just constructing their own gym in their homes, purchasing things online. I tell you, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a testament to that. I have purchased a lot of gym equipment just to stay away. Uh, I do go on uh, to the gym about twice a week, maybe three at max. And I go during the times that there's no one there. So maybe Sunday afternoon, early, very early Saturday morning, very early Friday morning, just to avoid the crowds and the rest I do right here in my house. And uh, it's excellent. You know, bought, bought myself some on it kettlebells and all that stuff. But uh, you got to get yourself a penalty box. Penaltyboxtraining.com is a website to get one of these. It's a box. And you can use it as a hurdle. You could use it as a uh, jelly ladder. So many things you can you can do with it. Great for, for cardio uh, and building up speed. That's penaltyboxtraining.com. Thousands of exercises. They have it all available on the website. That's penaltyboxtraining.com. All right, let's kick into gear. But before that, let me take a little sip of my coffee. But, uh, lately, I've been finding myself drinking more coffee. Um as you know, my wife is pregnant and we are expecting any day now. Maybe next time I talk to you, uh, a child, a new child, will be uh, on my hands. So we're getting ready for this stuff. I've been sipping a lot of coffee, uh, doing my meditation and stretching. Because uh, you need a lot of energy when you have kids. For those that don't have any children. Whatever you do, wherever you decide to. Uh, boy, it changes your life. So... Uh, you need that energy. You need to be sharp. You need to be uh, on point because kids, oof, they are quick as hell, man. And if you're not on their A game, if you are not on your A game, then uh, they will run around you like there's no tomorrow. So either way, um, this, by the way, Fusion CBD has some great uh, coffee CBD infused products you might want to check out. So, so you just roast a coffee and boom, drink that sucker and it has CBD already in it. Can't go wrong with that, right? Okay, let's talk to business here, man. Shout out to Ken Shamrock, a guy that no doubt uh, deserved his induction into the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, which in my opinion, he also reserves to be in the WWE Hall of Fame. But former legends from the WWE, such as Mick Foley, Bret the Hitman Hart, and even, ladies and gentlemen, that's right, you heard right, The Rock, Super Hollywood star, and of course, a staple in the world of Pro Wrestling, WWE, The Rock even uh, chimed in and, and gave some thoughts on his great feuds with Shamrock. Now, why should Shamrock be in the WWE, WWE Hall of Fame? I mean, the guy, the guy uh, never won the heavyweight championship, but he won the Intercontinental Championship. And he was a great wrestler. He had great feuds. My favorite one um, is the one he had with Val Venus. Um, and Val Venus was chasing after Shamrock's. Uh, sister and it was great stuff uh, very very uh entertaining to say the least but when it when it came to something very physical the rock you know he said it best he, he definitely was pushed by Ken Shamrock because Shamrock is is by far a total package when it c comes to athleticism in fact 
Look at the guy. I think I think he's his fifties. He's in his fifties now. He's still wrestling. And have you seen his shape? This dude is ripped. Ken Shamrock is ripped, and he is still bringing it. I, I can't remember the line. I think for like maybe a couple of months ago, he, he did. Uh, I think like a Susita. It was insane. Fifty-six years old. This guy's still moving like a cat and looks like a freaking twenty-year-old. For God's sake. But despite that, despite that, he was a guy that transitioned from MMA to WWE or to pro wrestling. And at the time, uh, many people didn't know how to react to this. You know, Dan Severn was another guy. Um, oh, I just escaped right now his head, but there was another guy too. They, in fact, he even took on um, Kimbo Slice. Uh, but these guys, Severn, Shamrock. These are guys that, that laid that foundation um, when it comes to that transition or that, that two-sport athlete uh, of coming from a combat sports into the world of, of, of sports entertainment. Tank Abbott. There you go. Tank the Abbott. Uh, that was the other guy that, that also made it. That didn't do too well. But either way, he definitely made a staple or a name of himself. And you're going to come and tell me that this guy doesn't deserve a, an induction into the WWE Hall of Fame. Not only, of course, he, he's already inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame for what he did in the sport. But he did a lot. As an intercontinental champion, he did a lot. He held that title quite well. He won it a couple of times. And he, he, he was a pretty strong staple uh, or name in the world of pro wrestling. So Vince McMahon, if you're listening, dude, or Triple H... Get Ken Shamrock in the WWE Hall of Fame. The guy deserves it. Hell in a Cell. Uh, of course, we're recording this prior to Hell in a Cell Sunday. Sunday uh, afternoon, actually. And uh, you have the main event there. Roman Reigns with Jey Uso. Really love this, this storyline. Bringing in family. And if Roman Reigns wins, the, the Uso brothers have to look up to Reigns and call him the chief. Um, it's an I quit match. But this 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 is really really great storyline, and I'm telling you, it's a setup. It's a setup. Somehow, some way, we hope, cross our fingers, and I don't care how many people might hate on this, to bring in the Rock. I said this, I think, two weeks ago, to bring in the Rock versus Roman Reigns will break numbers. Roman Reigns has a heel breaking uh, a lot of the boundaries in the WWE with Paul Heyman. And then The Rock being the savior, kind of reminding Roman Reigns about, hey, dude, what are you doing? This is a family. We have the Samoan, Samoan background, that blood, and you are tarnishing the name. I am telling you, I can see it right now, setting it up. That feud would be marvelous. I don't know about doing it in 2021 because we don't know where the pandemic would, uh, will be at this time. Again, there were rumors that Tampa Bay will be uh, hosting w the WrestleMania again with fans this time around. But can you really fit 80,000 people there? With the pandemic, are 80,000 people actually going to risk going to an open field stadium to watch pro wrestling? Think about it. But if and when it does that happen... We got to do this somewhere else. Hell, bring it here to Miami. We would love to see that feud here. Also part of the car, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton. 
There were rumors that Randy Orton was going to win the title and that potentially set up in WrestleMania Randy Orton versus Edge for the WWE Championship. However, no word on that yet. Uh, let's see how the outcome is today. Uh, some other, some folks have been throwing in that maybe Mike The Miz might win the uh, Money in the Bank today. Uh, and then he will cash in, pin Drew, then Orton. I don't know how that happens. Uh, Orton somehow pins Miz. I guess he would, it would become like a, a three-way dance, I would you say, maybe? Something like that. You know, he cashes in, right? Maybe Miz would come in, find Randy and Drew, knocked out in the Hell in a Cell. Miz comes in, takes advantage, and then pins Drew for a false count. And then Randy ends up, ends up pinning Miz, so he ends up winning the title. You know, we can make something like that, if you want to say. Uh, but that'd be pretty interesting. Sasha Banks versus Bailey in a Hell in a Cell. If you remember, I want to say uh, maybe maybe a few years. I think I think it was a few years ago. Uh, I want to say hmm, 2016. All right, Sasha Banks um, is is familiar with Hell in a Cell. She took on Charlotte in a Hell in a Cell back match back in 2016. In fact, it was the first ever women's match to headline a pay-per-view. And therefore, even being a Hell in a Cell. Now, there was, if I recall, a Hell in a Cell women's match in NXT, if I remember. I'll be wrong. But either way, in the main roster, 2016, Charlotte and uh, Sasha Banks battled uh, in a Hell in a Cell match, making history in that pay-per-view. And uh, we're going to see the same here with Bailey and Sasha Banks. A few turned out to be pretty good. You know, Bailey being the heel, Sasha just being this person that she wants some recognition, say, stating that she's better than Bailey uh, because of her background. Uh, but I have my money here that Sasha Banks will win. Sa- uh, Bailey has been holding the belt for quite some time. Uh, I would mm, over a year, oh, oh. over a year. So kudos to Bailey; she's done a good job. I'm sure now they're going to give the crown to Sasha Banks. Switching gears to Music 7 does release their new album, Blood and Stone, and by God, it's so good. My favorite is Alone. You can stream the album right now as we speak. They also held a live uh, live stream or live concert. But you could only see it on the, on, on, um, online or the streaming. And uh, it was pretty freaking cool uh, from what I saw. I didn't quite catch it all, but from the glimpse of it, it looked amazing. And it's actually only, Seven does only performance um, this year. And these are guys that come often to Florida at the end of the year, Orlando, Miami. They kind of finish off their their tour season. Uh, but Blood and Stone, these guys never disappoint. They every freaking song is so Seven Dust. Uh, they they don't they don't play too much with 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 the music. They try to keep at that that Seven Dust sound as they only can. And the lyrics, uh, of course, with like John, uh, is something that is just amazing. That they, that they keep doing. These just these guys are just so talented. And sadly, in my opinion, they've never received the recognition that they deserve. They've been in the game since 98, 97. Um, you know, and they're always like the, the third to second to last band. Uh, I remember seeing them with Metallica. It was Metallica, 
uh, Creed, Seven Dust, and then Kid, and Kid Rock. Or it might have been vice versa, but of course they weren't on a strong bill, but they deserve so much. Seven Dust is such a great band, such consistent, and if you get a chance, listen to the album. You won't be disappointed. Soul released their album, Rises Equals. I had talked about it uh, quite some time ago, and we actually had uh, Blake here of the of the band joining us and if you've picked it up we'd love to hear your your opinion i guess these guys in my opinion are, are the future uh, of rock these guys are, are are leading the 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 way or the new wave of, of rock uh, their lyrics are very emotional touching and i can see this band going very very far man and, and it's going to be such an honor uh, that i could always look back and say hey you know at one point the romans show interview blake of soul just when they were getting their 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 um their feet in the door, and they're already teaming up with people uh, well known in the world of, of rock, such as the frontman of Disturbed and and even uh, Morgan of Seven Dust. Well, we talked a little metal, we talked a little pro wrestling. Now we're gonna talk some more metal, but I'm not gonna talk about it. We're gonna have the boys of Ava joining us right here on the Roman Show, Miami based progressive or metal band uh, joining us something rare because we don't have too many bands coming out of miami south florida we do have non-point uh, but that scene has kind of tarnished it's more of the edm uh, even rap or hip-hop uh, type of crowd but we exist there is a metal community here in miami somehow some way you just got to find it but they exist and uh, it's so proud to have these guys here in the program because they're they're trying to do something and that's put uh heavy metal uh, uh, or Miami heavy metal on the um, overall spectrum of music. Uh, so let's welcome in the boys of Ava right now on the Roman Show. Welcome back, everyone, to the Roman Show. And as you know, we love to feature bands. Perhaps you haven't heard of yet, but you will soon. And uh, I'm really proud to have this band right now on the program because they're right here from my backyard, Miami, 305. And that is a VAT. And uh, we're lucky enough to have the band available with us this episode. And I'm talking about Roland, the vocal, uh, with the vocalist, Jonathan, the bassist, and Dimitris, the guitar. We got all three members of a VAT um, joining us on this program. Boys, thanks so much for your time, man, and appreciate you uh, coming on. Hey, thank you. Well, you know, Justin, I was just talking to you prior. Um, it's so great to have a band uh, here in Miami because uh, when people think about Miami, you know, they think about the parties, and the twerking, and the Miami beaches, and the drinking, and all that stuff. Um, but uh, it seems very, very, very long time ago we had uh, a metal scene. You know, we had that that um, couple of clubs down here that. Unfortunately, for whatever reason, they're not around. But hey, you guys are a part of now this perhaps a new generation of, of metal uh, in Miami. Uh, and perhaps you could get this a, a little bigger instead of us going up north all the time. So watching some some live concerts. So thank you for that. But uh, guys, excited to have you on here. We know that we have your 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 single out dead or alive available for streaming right now. Uh, on Spotify and the other streaming services and, of course, on YouTube. So first and foremost, man, um, how did you come up with, with this concept of a VAT, uh, knowing that where we are right now in Miami, Florida? 
Well, AVET is an acronym uh, yeah, for, you know, a victim of target. Uh, we came to the decision of making that change uh, to finalize the band, you know, as it is now. And really, we, uh, we, <clears throat> we really enjoy metal. We enjoy all aspects of it, you know. Um, even, you know, thrash. We, we love the, uh, you know, the earlier screamo days. We like, you know, the alternative metal. <clears throat> so for us, you know, uh, it really was a no-brainer to be in, in music uh, together. When we started this, uh, we had more hardcore vibes. Uh, I'd say that, that'd be fair to say, right, guys? Yeah. yeah. And, um, and today, you know, we, we just realized that we enjoyed being more progressive, um, more... I mean, as individuals go, well, we all listen to we different things, and we want to make sure that make sure we that put our put our our footprint our on everything, footprint our thumbprint, <laughs> and just you know have that style. No, no doubt about that. You know, one thing I, I saw here, uh, since you're back in o October a year ago, you guys are performing uh, at a place called Teas and Pots. Is that right? Is that the name of the place? Tees and poets. Tees and poets. Tees and poets. Yeah, tees and poets. So, <laughs> so with the name of tees and poets, right? And then you put in heavy metal in there. Uh, it, it, it was. It was. A, uh, you think of maybe of, of um, spoken poetry, maybe or things like that. So, how did you guys get that gig? I'm curious to know. Well, I mean, um, kind of like going back to what you said earlier. In in Miami, there's a very huge emphasis on like the pop culture and the, especially the Latin pop culture and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. So what ends up happening a lot of times uh, when it comes to venues here in, in Miami is that a lot of more obscure stuff that's not in the mainstream, that's not in the pop culture, everyone kind of gets all tossed into the same subgroup, mm -hmm. right? So the same dudes that are bringing their, um, their little like uh, drum kids, think acoustic guitars to do acoustic night and key and poets, Right, like they they're kind of talked into the same group as as us, like the heavy metal guys. So a lot of times, it's very convenient for all of us to share the same venue because those venues are just open to alternative styles of music. Mm. You know what I mean? A lot of them are so, underground hip hop guys do those same venues too. So exactly, exactly. So with TMPO, uh, we just kind of we we started talking to them about wanting to do the show, um, and then they were super down for it. We just got the lineup, good to go, and um, yeah, that was it. It was, it was very minimal hassle. It's not like we had to convince them or anything. You know, it's not like it was super lucky yeah. for them either. They didn't care. They were like, all right, yeah, let's go, let's do it. They were, they were very good to us, and we were fortunate enough to have that match sponsor that event as well. So, yeah, and that is cool to know because here in Miami, the only place that I think of the top event for those listening uh, is Church Hills. And Church Hills is known for notoriously known yeah, for, for having yeah, heavy metal Hill. bands and, and death metal bands and, and all type of alternative or music that potentially you don't tend to listen on your regular average radio. Uh, so that opens the doors. And sadly, last I checked, uh, Church Hills uh, is not around for now uh, because of this whole coronavirus uh, virus and 
We don't even know it's going to come back. And then if not, you're going to have to go up north to Revolution uh, or any of the other local um, uh, venues that, that we have available. So good to know that they do have an opportunity for you guys there to perform. So oh, what have, what have you guys been doing during this pandemic thing? Have you guys been producing some new music? Uh, let us know. We have been recording essentially nonstop. We, don't, we didn't want to have Corona kind of kill the momentum that we had going on. So we wanted to keep ourselves busy in any kind of way that we could. So instead, prior to Corona, we would meet once a week to rehearse at the studio. And then if we could come up with some extra time during the week, we'd get together a demo and bring those demos to the studio to record, right? So now once Corona hit, we're like, all right, we're going to be meeting now at the studio twice a week, every week. And every time we go in, Usually it's like we'll rehearse for about an hour, an hour and a half running through our our would-be life set list, you know what I mean? Just to make sure that all that is down to muscle memory. And like if we need to play a show tomorrow, that set list is, re is rehearsed into like infinity, right? So once we get that done, the rest of the time there is just recording new stuff. So right now we have songs in a, in a folder on our Dropbox that... We probably got like 20, 30 songs that are just there waiting to be finished. You know what I mean? So, yeah, we're definitely staying busy. Also with videos as well. Uh, videos are definitely going to be coming out in the near future. So um, stay tuned for that as well. Yeah, I took notice there uh, the, for Dead or Alive. Now, some of these videos shot here in, in Miami or, or elsewhere? Yeah, they're all shot here. Well, you, do, you guys do definitely do a great job at that. Now, um, Thinking about uh, the, the the scenery here in Miami now, do you guys go back to when we had an, an actual rock station here, like ninety four nine Zeta? I do. Oh yeah, um, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, ninety four nine was it, you know? And I remember going to Zeta Fest. Yeah. As a kid. Yeah. And that was just amazing in and of itself. You know, and then of course, you know, you mentioned actually a lot of the the older venues that we used to be able to play at like cafe cristal that was a really you know uh great place to show uh over uh, in kendall and then uh, i believe there was another one chili peppers um, was another one i think at the, in the grove chili pepper became uh yeah they they uh that was fantastic to play at and then you know that that kind of went to the wayside just as everybody was starting to get into the more electronic music I didn't know the Cafe Castrao had that. That's, that's pretty cool. And it's right. It's a little small little venue here in the, in the Kendall area. That's great. Yeah, we we used to pack the shows there uh, with several older uh, bands. So I mean that that was uh, a great time. And then and then also they had, you know, some people were just jamming their backyards. And they they got like some good <laughs> some like oh, metal yeah, festivals, dude. you know. Yep. Yeah, like I've done a couple backyard parties. So. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that the nowadays. Dugout was another good one. <laughs> Those are always the best ones, honestly. They get a little crazy, no but the, like the energy is... Without mentioning the summer of the mango. Oh, my God. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? What's oh, that? yeah. That, that was a night that will never be forgotten. <laughs> never. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, unfortunately, we can't do that now. Everything's gone virtual for the time being with this whole thing. Have, have you guys thought or, or done anything with this virtual uh, concerts? And, and what are your thoughts on that? Um, to be honest, it 
it, it, it's on the plate. Like it's it's being considered, but as of right now, our main priority is to generate new content and just make new songs that we feel are going to kind of put us in the direction that we want to project ourselves at. As of right now, we have been getting together and writing music, and every song that we put out, we love, we like it and we love it. However, we don't feel yet that AVAT has that direction that we want to represent. So all of the songs are kind of like representations of different pieces of our, of our writing abilities, right? But we still really, really want to find a niche sound that, that is that is AVAT and then push that out to you guys. So until we do that, we kind of don't really want to focus on anything else. So prior to AVAT, I mean, did were you guys in other bands? Uh, were you guys involved oh, in, yeah. musically? I mean, were you in a school band? I mean, tell me a little bit about yourselves and your background before AVAT became what it is right now today. Well, I, know um, I think not, we all were in bands in high school. You were in high school bands, right? I did the high school. Yeah, I was in high school bands, and I had bands outside, and um, I played for the rock band at school, and... Um, had a couple of the high school, you know, metal bands and stuff um, where you record maybe one song and then you hear how bad it is and never do it again. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, I think I think all of us were in bands maybe that were in the scene before, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A couple too. Yeah, I was in uh, Handgun Romance. That, they were pretty big in the scene uh, way back in the mid uh, 2000s and uh, then from there you know I kind of I moved around a bit I went to Tampa was in a couple bands over there uh, got into uh, it was a, a power pop project at that time and it was pretty cool we went and recorded a EP over in uh, in Nashville Tennessee so that was an endeavor cool. so, you know we, we've, we've definitely had some history now, have you guys gone back and maybe shown some of your work to your previous band teachers? And, and, and if so, what were the thoughts or the reaction? Oh, yeah, dude, for sure. Actually, my uh, my middle school business teacher follows me on Facebook. <laughs> and, like, whenever he sees me posting my stuff, he's just like, yo, this is sick. And I'm like, thank you. <laughs> Bro, if it wasn't for that guy, man, I promise you, I wouldn't be the musician that I am now. He was such an awesome dude. That is where I kind of got my, um, my start with music. Yeah, I started learning how to play guitar when I was like 12. And then by the time I was 14, I had played a show at, at Tobacco Road with like a bunch of other kids. Wow, Tobacco So Road. he just gave me the opportunity to like practice, practice. As far as a teacher, he didn't teach me anything. He didn't <laughs> teach me a single thing. But whenever I wanted <laughs> oh to come God. in and practice, he would lend me his own office. Like he would just like give me the, the keys to his office and be like, hey, you want to practice in here? Have at it. Give me the keys and you're done. <laughs> that, that, is, that, so was, cool. that was it. The guy was the man. Now, have they checked you out uh, in person performing, uh, like teachers like such? Uh, yeah, actually, a couple of times. That same guy, that same guy, yeah. uh, he was, so he used to do uh, this kind of, uh, it's a local uh, festival in my town. I live in Miami Springs, and once a year, once a year we have uh, the River City Festival. Mm -hmm. And for a couple of years, they had this tent that was open to whoever. So, like, whatever you were doing, or a band or a solo performer, you can just, like, 
schedule a time spot for the tent, and then you have it. So that's where all like the local metal bands would come in and play their stuff. And um, my my middle school music teacher heard that my band was playing there. I imagine I was like 15, 16. And he came, he saw me with like, you know, a little beer in his hand. He's like, Ragan, dude. It was awesome. Like, <laughs> I, dude, talk about one of the influences I ever had like in my, in my youth. Great guy. That is awesome, man. So you got all these, these songs that are pretty much almost done or, or, or about to be completed. Um, Again, we don't know when the hell we're going to get back uh, on, on the road here on stage, but uh, have there been any preliminary talks as far as when you guys are going to get on stage and perform and um, any any details you can let us in know about? Right now, everything with the music scene is really, really volatile. Like, yeah. as far as performing live, where we could even do that, how that's even going to work, everything we got to play completely by ear. So that's really, really, really hard to say. Uh, we will probably start playing out in the open live as soon as humanly possible once we like kind of connect with the right people. But it's really hard to say. Like, Not even the state government knows what's going on. Not even federal government knows what's going on. No one knows what's going on. So yeah. we just got to every going to be kind of uh, by ear. Yeah, and, you know, we also have the responsibility uh, – not to gather people too quickly. So, I mean, that's another thing that kind of worries us. And, and we really just want our fans to be safe. Yeah. And uh, yeah, as soon as we feel that that has been accomplished, we're going to come out swinging in full action. And uh, I think everybody's going to really enjoy what we have to offer. And we can't wait for that. Now, obviously, uh, is it all of you or, or one of you have Cuban background? I think um, well, I do. Really, Cuban. I'm yeah. Cuban. I'm Cuban too. I pass. <laughs> so ha having that background, and I asked this, you know, I've interviewed guys like now I'm point, you know, who have that Puerto Rican background, and you know, some of that, that are hey. Mexican. Uh, so you guys and and listen, let me tell you, non points. One of their 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 musical as far as Spanish goes, those, those freaking songs are awesome, man. They're Oh, absolutely. One of my favorites is Diablo. It's freaking amazing. So any chance that you guys going to take and tackle that, that Spanish side with heavy metal? I think uh, it's definitely so, in the uh, cards. Um, without you know, I think we're definitely capable it, of doing that. Yeah, without saying kind of too much, we'll just say that there, there has been a song that we messed around with that vibe, and I think you guys are going to like it. It's pretty cool. All right, cool. Yeah, I mean, when you start adding, and people don't, you know, for me, I, I love it because you bring in that, you know, the, the tambores and all these other instruments that you typically hear, like in salsa and in, in, in cumbia and all this, and you mix it with metal. It sounds awesome. It sounds unique. One band I can think of, El Nino. You know, they brought in some of the Spanish oh, elements. Yeah. I've yeah. brought it back. Love that. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They are back, and hopefully they, they, they maintain that, that type of vibe or sound. Uh, but it's really unique when you're able to really incorporate all these different sounds into metal. And uh, it's a lovely sound at the end of the day. 100%. Yeah, man. Well, I want to thank you guys for coming on the program here. And I can't wait to see you uh, in person and, and jam and get in the mosh pit and kick some ass whenever that time comes around. But in the meantime, I'll Absolutely. do that in uh, in my living room here on my own. That's what I've been doing. <laughs> Cause you can't mosh pit anyway. Hey. You you gotta do something, you know. 
I, I was to the point. Anything, I was talking right? to one of my friends. I said, "Listen, at this point, I wouldn't mind going to see Taylor Taylor Swift live. I mean, I, I'm desperate for a freaking show, man. You know, that's how bad it's got." <laughs> But either way, uh, Avat, thanks so much for joining us. Jonathan, Roly, and Dimitri, looking forward to seeing you uh, in person here. And I'm assuming that one of the first shows you're going to do is going to be in Miami, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. Well, I invite everyone to follow the band on social on the socials and look out for new music. And with that said, man, thanks so much and be safe, guys. Thanks so much, gentlemen. Appreciate it. Can't wait to catch you guys on tour very soon. Then you'll hear us, hopefully. When this stuff is over and check out their latest uh, single and uh, more music coming from the boys of Ava. All right. We saw an emotional night. UFC pay-per-view. Habib uh, Nurmagomedov versus Justin Gaethje for the lightweight title. Justin, the interim. Habib, the actual champion, and after uh, Habib um, defeated Justin in a fight that many thought that uh, it was going to go a little bit longer than what it was, although I, I have to admit, Justin did tag Habib um, a couple of shots. I think, in my opinion, he, he gave him the most competition than anyone has, just, just in my opinion. Um, he pushed the taste, he landed those kicks, he kept, you know, Tagging him, I think Gaethje just really needed to play the distance and connect with the um, the kicks. He just, for whatever reason, stopped. But that's that's not the headline. The headline is the Habib retired after the fight. Got very emotional in the middle center of the cage. He cried. If you recall, his father died not too long ago, and he made a promise to his mother that he won't compete anymore because his father is no longer beside him. Such a, an emotional moment, and even Justin Gaethje came over and hugged him and cried with him as Habib paid homage to his father who once was always supporting him as he walked to the cage. And, and really, man, you know, I myself as a, as a, as a son uh, and as a father, uh, really, it got me teary-eyed. It was such an emotional moment. I think it was Ariel Hawani tweeted a, an image of Jordan winning a championship after his father died and how he just went to the locker room and just cried his life away. So even right now, I'm getting teared up. Such an emotional emo, emotional moment. And Dana White has said that, you know, he really does not believe that Habib will return. Uh, it's not something that he just said and, um, you know, he'll flip his mind like GSP and others have done. No, this is it. And even GSP has gone on and said that even though that was a fight that he would have wanted, he won't try to to make an effort to get Khabib to compete. And plus, let's face it, in the lightweight division, who does Khabib need to fight other than Tony Ferguson, which is a fight that never happened? Other than that, he pretty much cleaned house. So pound for pound, is he the greatest fighter? Hell yes. John Jones has gone in defense and says that he has more, he has facts, and but this for now, because of his circumstances, he will give the crown to Khabib. But listen, Jones, dude, you are great. You're, you're an idiot for all the stuff that you've done personally. But Habib dominated everyone. Everyone. All right, Jones, you got tested twice, my friend. You got tested with Gustafson and Reyes. Okay, and Reyes just got his ass kicked not too long ago. 
So if you want, yes, you might have more championship wins and all of that stuff and, 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 and so forth. But Habib dominated all his 29 fights when undefeated. I know you lost one. And, and, and of course, that's just that always could be um, discussed because it wasn't a, a, a clean a clean one there as far as uh, the, the reason why you ended up getting that W. I mean, that loss. But the, the bottom line is that the Norma Gadev, his his record is, is, is something that legendary. This is freaking legendary, man. Habib uh, is a dude, again, 29-0, and 0, never lost a fight. He, he he walks out as a champion and was never really tested, to be honest. Never, dude. Submission, submission, submission. He had a couple of decision wins. Uh, but I, overall, they were all just domin, total domination uh, from the hands of Habib. He had eight knockouts, 11 submissions, and then 10 wins by decision. And for the most part, all those decisions were total domination and um and let's not forget our good buddy conor mcgregor also went on twitter and he was a gentleman thing saying that hey you know we respect uh your your legendary record and you know i'll take over from now on but you know what the lightweight uh division is going to be very interesting because you got justin gaethje you got tony ferguson in the mix you also got dustin poirier and conor mcgregor you got those four so who should be next to Compete for the title, the vacant title. It's going to be quite interesting. In my opinion, Justin already automatically should get a shot. I don't think that he should compete. He just lost to the champion. He did defeat Tony Ferguson. And then you have Dustin Poirier. And then you have Connor in there. So maybe the winner of Connor and Dustin will compete a Gaethje. Or maybe a Gaethje and a Connor. You know, Gaethje and O'Connor, if, if, if Connor defeats Dustin or Dustin and Gaethje, you can go, you can go either way with this. Um, but it's going to be interesting. Uh, that, that division is going to be a lot of fun because uh, any of those guys, it's, it's a very competitive division. And, and again, for Habib to do what he did in that division, one of the most competitive divisions, in my opinion, uh, is quite exciting. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna keep your eyes on on division. Justin Gaethje said he's ready to compete. Uh, Connor will will fight Dustin in January. Look out! I I would not be surprised if maybe uh, March, maybe March, we got March April, we get a, a Connor versus a Justin or a Ferguson. In my opinion, I'm just saying, keep your eyes out on that. Robert Whitaker uh, had had a number on his opponent Jared Connier. Uh, and no doubt he's going to be next in line to get an, another another crack at the middleweight championship as he would take on Israel Adesanya. But, you know, Robert Whitaker looked great. He looked awesome. However, Israel Adesanya, man, is just at another level. You know, he he reminds me of a John Jones. Just smart. <laughs> Not stupid. Doing dumb things that John Jones does. Um, would I like to see a rematch? Not really. But what else is there? For Adesanya other than moving up uh, to light heavyweight and compete against John Jones, which I would love to see somehow, some way. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us here in the program. We're going to have Sushi. That's right. Sushi, not the food, but Sushi, the singer. He's the main singer of Ghost Kid. And 
listen. This man uh, comes from the, the band Eskimo uh, Boys and Ghost Kid. Is it a completely different style theme or Eskimo Cowboy? Completely different uh, direction. And if you haven't had a chance to listen to his music yet, just head on over to your favorite streaming service and listen to Ghost Kid. You know what I'm talking about. But we go a little bit more in depth with him as we welcome him on the Luna Show. Well, with that said, guys, take care of each other. See you next week. Um, And cheers. You haven't been on? You haven't heard. Thanks for listening, everyone.